This is the Village Counseling Podcast. My name is Hillary Evans, and I'm a clinical counselor. And with me today is Dr. Josh Cruz, registered psychologist and pastor of counseling at Village Church. The purpose of this podcast is to help foster a greater understanding of the topics that we discuss and give a few takeaways that will be helpful for your life. So today we are talking about working with fear. Mm -hmm. I think fear has a bad name, so I want to give it a little bit of a better name, uh, but then also want you guys to understand it, trying to work with it. Fear's a thing. It shows up. Let's try to get to know it. So when we look at our brain, if we look at, uh, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but three levels. There's the base level. It's like our autonomic nervous system, fight, flight, freeze, then comes in there. And that can be relaxation and grounding and soothing. It can also be, yeah, I'm activated. I'm going. My system's on. Next level, you get into your limbic system, emotions, fear within. You've got your amygdala. There's a fear center in there to alert us to stuff. And then the higher level stuff like neocortex, our thinking, our rationality, our logic. Well, fear shows up in our system, especially our limbic system, but it can be activated down lower too in fight, flight, freeze in there. And so when it shows up, typically it's an unpleasant thing and we need to figure out what do we do with this whole response that's happening, especially if I don't like it. Like I imagine a lot of people would say, if I could just turn that off, like get rid of fear, then things would be good. I'd be fine. I'd be at peace within my body and this world would be less of a scary place and I would go about functioning more logically, but it's there. It does show up. Right. And it's actually can be really helpful for us. I totally understand the feeling of wanting to get rid of that. I mean, even yesterday I joked with my husband that I wish I could get rid of my mom gasps when we're driving and <laughs> yes. you know i think we're gonna hit something yesterday the car pulled out in front of us and i did like the very dramatic <gasps> and and i was like wow i wish i could just like completely get rid of that that's so horrible but yeah. you know we don't want to get rid of fear fear is something that's adaptive from the very beginning it's a neurobiological neurophysiological way of our body alerting us of potential danger all mammals have it, and yet us as humans, we have a bit of a unique ability to deal with fear in a way that other mammals can't. Well, and I like the movie Inside Out, where they portray five different emotions then sitting at the control center. Mm -hmm. So that neocortex is kind of that control center piece, but then they show up. And I love fear. It's like this uh, gangly green guy. He's got all this energy. And so when fear comes to the table and then he comes with this big stack of info, like, ah, oh, what about this? What about that? And, and, and that's part of fear's role. So if we turn that off altogether then I'm going to do, say things, put myself in situations that I'm probably going to get hurt, like on the most basic level in relationships, which matter a lot. I might get rejected or abandoned mm -hmm. or hurt. And so if I'm, I'm kind of developing a new relationship with fear where I'm thankful that it shows up. It's just I want to try to work with it so the volume's not too loud or it it doesn't go into as much of a freeze type place where it's I'm avoiding this altogether. And I think that's a lot of times for myself, for a lot of the people that I work with, that they're then saying, I want to turn it off. That's when the volume's so loud. Like, I'm not signing up for this. I'm not going to a social event. Um, I'm not going to hang out with somebody because I'm so afraid that this might happen. Yet, logically, I think it's safe. Like, I think it's okay for me to do it. It's just I've got this whole fear gap in there. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of what we we can do with fear. It's it's understand it and try to actually work with it. And that can be we've got financial fears of how are things going to work out. And when that's too much, we might hold on a little too tight. 
Ideally, we can work as flexibly as possible where we get to know what's the fear about, what's what's going on there, and then now how do I work with it to better function? Another example that comes to mind, so I went to Toronto. Uh, we had family out there, went up to the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. So it's got that beautiful glass oh, floor. Yeah. Great idea. So thinking about it, I can't wait to go. I'm going to walk on that, look down. That'll be so weird. <laughs> And got there, and I was seeing people walking on it, and then I went to go step out onto it, and just something happened. Like, even now as I'm imagining, I can feel it, like in my chest, a little bit here, and a little bit of like a uh, that cool energy. It's almost like that adrenaline running through. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in a chair right now. I'm not even there, but fear's then saying, hey, as you think about that, careful. And that's exactly what happened when I was there. And I was like, man, but I want to get this photo. Um, So the highest level I'm thinking through. (laughs) Got to get the Instagram. Totally. Um, And if I don't, I'm going to be so disappointed. Like I I came all the way here. And so went to step out, didn't work. And so I I did the whole lay down on my back and scoot out slowly on the floor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wish I could have seen this. <laughs> it, it, it was somewhat embarrassing. So it was like, okay, let's do this really quick. And so as I scooted out, I, I had to work with my thinking. Because if I thought about that, I'm scooting yeah. out on that very same floor that was scaring me. Right. And it's glass. I can see down below. Fear is telling me, you're going to hit the deck. Like literally, you're going to go all the way down to the ground and you're totally. going to die. Yeah. But I had to then work with it. Like, well, okay, what is this? What's the fear about? It's worried that I'm going to die. Am I going to die? I'm not. I don't. This floor is really big, and liability's big. Like I was going through these scenarios. Yeah. As I then just scooted out quickly, took the picture, and then rolled over <laughs> and came back. I was like, "Yes, I did it." Uh, my face didn't look as calm and relaxed, or like, "Oh, this is awesome." Uh, you can see the city below me. You could see the terror in my eyes. So I didn't send that one out. But that was fear showing up at a time where I didn't want it to, to an extent that I didn't want it to. What a great example too of the way that fear can show up differently. You know, like it can have. Happen where it's like this surge of adrenaline that kind of comes rushing to us pretty suddenly, right? Like, so in a situation like that, when you're about to take the step out, you feel this rush, even kind of like my example of like the, the gasp, right? That like sudden surge of fear that can happen, but it can also happen in a more of like a slow drip type of way too, where we're slowly getting afraid of different things too. Yeah. And I think it's important to create a distinction as well, but I mean, there's fear yeah, you're talking about intensity Uh, But even how we label it. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people would say, well, I mean, the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. Well, what does that mean then? Because, Josh, Hillary, it sounds like you're talking about fear as something that can actually be adaptive or healthy. And yeah, fear when it's protecting us in some sort of way. And then even on on the other end, there's concern. Like we should be concerned about things. If we're not concerned about protecting our heart, we need to. Uh, the Bible talks about that too. And our vulnerability, is this a safe person or not? And if they're not a safe person, then we shouldn't necessarily expose or make ourselves vulnerable to them. So mm-hmm. I'm thankful that fear on the one hand shows up, concern is in there, but then there's anxiety. And anxiety is a bit more of that, I'm either ruminating or worrying. It's spinning more so. And there might not be something as constructive about it, especially the more it spins and can take over. That's the part that we're really needing to then work with because that can feed into a greater fear. Or if we try to turn that off altogether, we lose concern. It's like, be concerned. It's actually important that you think about that Mm -hmm. and think those through or reflect on that. So we're not trying to dismiss it altogether. And we're not trying to say, yeah, just stew and ruminate. That's great. And be gentle with yourselves. Uh, Hopefully you can have compassion. Some people just, their thoughts go. They're going to be more conscientious about things and others, hey, what are you thinking about right now? Nothing. 
they're actually not thinking about anything. It's not then a right or wrong thing. It would be trying to then work with what do I do when those anxieties come up? How do I manage them? And so if we're getting really practical, start with being curious. Hey, I'm, I'm afraid of something. What is it about? What is that fear then about? Let's say it's job related. I'm afraid I might lose my job, especially in light of COVID stuff. And either colleagues have lost their jobs, friends, family. Am I going to be losing my job? There's a fear then there. What is it about that I might not have a job? And then what we do is play out what might the reality actually look like. So what if the fear became true? Play that tape out. Well, if I lost my job, then financially it would be difficult. What might then happen? I mean, if it was difficult, then I'd have to figure out another plan of what's going on. It might be harder to make mortgage payments or rent payments. What does that mean for cars? This So the legitimate fears then there. And then you try to ground them in, so what am I going to do in light of this? And part of that is, what do I have control over? What don't I have control over? Well, I don't have control over um, entirely whether I get another job, whether I lose this job, what that means for the financial picture there. So what do I do right now? I continue to do my job the best that I can. I'm then trusting God in and through that, the things I can control and the things I can't, saying, God, I need you in the midst of this. It's was it Philippians 4? Do not be anxious about anything, but through prayer and supplication, present your request with thanksgiving. We then come to him with that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that all fear or all concern goes, mm -hmm. because we do need to be aware of that. It does matter. But it means that we're not in it on our own. Like he's in this with us. He is in control. He knows the plans that he has for us. And I'm trusting him in that while with him doing the things that I actually have some sort of control over and trying not to spin. This is more of that anxious worry, spin the, and this and this and this. Give some concern to that. Think about it. But then also do your best to surrender and release that as much as possible. And then take step forward in faith and trust. God, you've got me. I'm doing what I can in light of what's going on. Trusting you're in this and going before me. Help me in this. Guide me in this. And then have support around you too to encourage you and have people then pray for you to lift you up so you're really not doing this on your own. Mm -hmm. Sharing this with somebody else can be so big. I think especially to the way that fear works, especially when we don't speak it out or we kind of have it completely just in our heads and we're never verbalizing it to anybody. It can feel like it expands and expands and expands and expands. When we're able to share it with somebody, sometimes it can feel as though we're kind of stopping that expanding mm -hmm. process. And another thing that I think is just important that we clarify is that we're not talking about people with anxiety disorders or panic disorders today. We're just mm -hmm. talking about fear and anxiety more generally. And so if you are somebody who struggles with an anxiety or panic disorder, this might look a little bit different for you and you mm -hmm. might need some more specialized support in this way, which is totally okay. But these are some general principles that can for sure help. Thanks for joining us today. As always, we would love to hear your feedback and comments. You're welcome to email us at counseling at thisisvillagechurch.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.